Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all but feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hello and welcome to Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. I'm Jules, your co-host. If you're new to this work, please start with episode one. If you're an intermediate student, go ahead and start with episode 98. And advanced students, go and fast forward to episode 200. With me, as always, to share her insights and wisdom is the spirit doctor herself, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly, how's it going? Hey, Jules, it's going good. Another beautiful day in Panama, man. I'm telling you. We've had our windows open all day. It's got a lovely breeze. It's, it's just oh, it's so gorgeous here. I love it here. Excellent. So, are, are y'all like getting, you know, any kind of winter or is that just more of the wet later on, like the rainy season? We're we're deep in the rainy season right now. The rainy season runs from uh, May to October. And so <clears throat> we are deep in the rainy season. And so it basically what that means is that in the mornings, it's clear and often sunny. And in the afternoons, it rains buckets and occasionally thunderstorms not not occasionally more than occasionally thunderstorms um and uh i i this is my favorite time of year actually because you know the rain feels very cleansing to me and the arroyo the the um they call them quebradas here i'm used to calling them arroyos because that's what it was down in in the on the mexican border in california but they're uh they're seasonal water so, you know, when the rainy season is there, we have these riverbeds that, that fill up with water and, or, you know, creek beds is probably a better determiner. But <clears throat> in the dry season, they are dry. So the quebradas fill up. And so we have water that runs in our backyard in the rainy season, which is lovely. And um, 
So great. And I have a friend, uh, I have a new friend and I went to her house uh, yesterday and she lives right on the Caldera River. And that's a big river. If you guys have seen my talk, TikToks at all, I, that's the river I'm I'm filming every time. And um, <clears throat> we sat out and and uh, sat and had coffee on the right by the river yesterday for like two hours. It was glorious. <laughs> it was really so good. That's cool. Well, apparently we're having our dry season. <laughs> so even my little fish pond is drying up, and you know it's like. I've never seen it quite this slow, you know, so we're, we're hoping for rain. It, it's really not raining much here comparatively to what it should, because uh, we've got an El Nino effect too. So we're having a bit of a drought here as well, even though it's pouring rain on a regular basis. It's a drought for us. <laughs> There's no, seriously, like the water is so low that the Panama Canal is backed up and they can't get the they're like having to ration how much water they put into the canal in order to to get boats through. They just had somebody pay two point some million dollars to be able to jump the line because they had to get through and they've been backed up for weeks. Oh wow. So yeah. <clears throat> so despite the amount of rain we're getting, it is still a, a drought here. Uh, last year was a record rain season. We had 260 inches of rain. Wow. And yeah. So I don't, I think normal is like 170, 180. And I don't know what we're at for this year, but <clears throat> it's low. It was, it felt like summer, uh, you know, felt like the dry season recently. You know, it feels like the rain just arrived like a month ago. So it's way late. So I understand. Well, today, maybe we can bring the topic into, you know, the clouds and we can bring forth the rain. So, you know, my garden grows even more, you know, um, with our intentions, our beliefs and our assumptions. I'm going to go for yes. the at- intention. I intend for it to rain, you know, so yeah. I have to I have to negotiate well, that. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to negotiate that with the Thunder Gods, right? You know, you can intend that one, but you're not in charge of that one. They yeah, true that. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta gotta kind of you know petition them right so yeah. um but yeah like i this has been really clear on my mind recently because i am launching my spiritual coach certification program right and so you know i've i've been going through this process with that program there's the intention there's the belief and then there's the assumption right and, you know, why are we talking about this? What does it mean? Let's let's talk about that first, right? Because, you know, what is the difference, right? What is there a difference? These are different layers of spellcasting, okay? And I'm going to call it spellcasting today. Just, I could call it magic. I could call it intention, you know, energetics. I could call it, you know, manifestation. I don't care. I'm calling it spellcasting today because it just makes me happy. So, we're going to call it that today. It's all the same stuff. Anyway, so these are the different layers of spellcasting. Intention is the one that we're used to. We talk about this all the time when we talk about magic. How do you do magic? You intend to do magic, right? Um, But it is layer one of spellcasting, okay? Uh, Intention is I'm setting my intention to have this result, to do this thing. So I'm going to use my coach certification program since that's what's up for me right now. And so I have been 
designing this program. I have been, you know, I've hired my copywriter and I've been working on the process and writing it all out and, you know, getting getting uh, feedback on the proper naming and the whole thing, right? That's an intention setting. I'm like, I am intending to do this program and I'm taking the steps to get me there, right? So I'm in that stage. Now, we are about two weeks out or a week and a half out from launching it at this point in terms of this particular launch. Um, I've already got a couple of people in the program, but this particular launch. And <clears throat> the we're now hitting into the belief phase, right? So the belief phase is, do I believe that what I have been intending will actually work? Okay? That's the next level, right? Because we talked about this with the manifesting, right? You have to be willing to receive it. You have to be open to receive it. You have to be expecting to receive it, right? And so do I believe that it's going to work? And so that's the next phase is is starting to look at this and saying, okay, so I like the copy. I like the social posts. I like the course material. I like blah, blah, blah. I'm... I have a really good sense of how to say what it is that I'm offering. And now, do I believe it will work? A lot of times, our beliefs are externally, we think that they are, let me say that better. We think that they are externally based. It's like, oh, well, you know, this copy will work and that'll work and, da, 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 and this, therefore it'll work. Yeah. Okay? It's the right that font, is not it's the actually, right color, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's sort of like we're borrowing the belief from the outside world to, to make the inner belief happen, right? But that doesn't work, right? You have to actually have the inner belief that it's going to work, right? You have to actually sit there and say, okay, I believe that people are going to opt into this. I believe that people are going to see the value in what I bring in the program and that they're going to see the vision of what I'm offering in the coach certification and and where I'm taking that because it's so cool. Oh my god. I'm okay, I'm, I'm just going to geek out for a second. Okay, okay? geek out. Because geek out. I'm geeking out because th- all right, so I have this vision for this coach certification to be uh, ultimately to build into a spiritual university, right? So, you know, everybody learns how to run the undergraduate course m- material, which is my uh, Woo series. Welcome to the Woo, Woo squared, Woo you, right? Everybody learns how to run the undergraduate course material. But then as people are ready to bring their own brilliance into to vision, they now bring forth their courses, and the students who have finished the, the base level courses who are now looking for what's next are going to take the, the more advanced level courses, the graduate level courses, right? So we've got the undergraduate and the graduate, right? And so my, my coaches that are getting certified today will be the professors of tomorrow, right? We're building Hogwarts, right? There you go. Okay, okay. Right? Building Hogwarts. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And, and we're going to do collective marketing, so, you know, everybody will market all of their courses to each other and, and to, to each other's students. And, um, and so it'll be this, this, you know, collaborative business model. I'm already doing it as a collaborative business model because it's, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like I'm doing a franchise, right? It's like I'm doing all the back end stuff and all the marketing stuff and all the da 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 right? And all they're doing is the front end stuff, right? So 
it's already set up as a collaborative business model to begin with. And then it will just become more collaborative over time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, and I can put people on the podcast, right? And it helped them get some credibility and introduce them to my friends at the Ethereal Network and get them some exposure that way, too. And, you know, there's like all this, every time I'm turning around, I'm like, ooh, and I could do this and I could do that. I'm so excited. It's not even funny. And, you know, and I'm so excited to get people in because I want their input, right? I want them to say, oh, yeah, I want to do this or I want to do that. I'm like, yes, that sounds so cool. Let's do that together, right? So it's, it's super, I've been talking to a couple of people who are like, saying they're going to come in and they're like so excited because they're at the inception point of it and that they get to have a say in how it rolls out. And I'm super excited to have them do that. Right. Cause I you just, have a new I baby. To, I do. I'm so excited. So, and this energy right here, right. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be transparent with you guys. I mean, one, I'm, I'm telling you about it because I want you to know about it in case that's something you want to do, but two, I'm actually, right now doing magic with you. Okay. Let me explain to you how I'm doing magic with you. Okay. Wait a minute. What? Okay. I'm doing magic with you right now. Are you ready? Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm sharing my excitement with you and I'm allowing you to ride my excitement, all my little empaths out there. Right. And you guys are going excitement, excitement. Yay. I love excitement. I haven't had anything to be excited about in forever. Yes. Let me get excited with you. And now your energy is building into my energy, which is building into the creation that I'm bringing forth. And thank you for lending the energy to that. Right. Because I'm doing magic with you right now. I'm inviting you into my excitement. And if you're opting in, then you're opting into the working. Right. And so I'm just like, right. And so this is part of it, right? Whenever you're doing a working, you want to get the excitement going. You want to get the oomph behind it because the the fear is what goes and sucks all the energy out of everything. Right. We don't want that. Right. But the excitement just makes it bubble up and get get excited and la 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 la. Yay. Right. And so it's super cool. And it, it amplifies what you're doing, right? So as I'm building the excitement factor, I'm also building my belief in it happening, right? Because I can see it and I can feel it. And now I'm sharing it with people who are also seeing it and feeling it and buying in with the excitement. I can feel the energy coming back and forth with me, right? And it's just like, woof, 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 woof. Woof, 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 woof. And you can just like feel the whole thing spinning up. Woof, 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 right? It's just like you can feel it going, right? I have visions of the Tasmanian devil just like and get a little tornado cloud. And then the baby dragons like like fanning the flames and like go, 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 go. I was thinking more of like, you know, a centrifuge that was like spinning into, you know, fullness. But sure, we'll go with that. We're going to go with I that. I love that. It's fine. Yeah. So, I was looking for a well-oiled machine. And Jules going wide off the rails with the Tasmanian devil. Of course. Because he gets excited. Goes, Why not? I love Taz. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, this is this is the thing, right? Though is that you've got you're building into the belief, right? The excitement builds the belief. The the buy-in and the witnessing of others builds in the belief, right? All of these things build the belief, and the assumption comes from the belief, right? So when you believe it, so this is one of the things that that I think it was uh, Wayne Dyer who said this. It says, you know, you have to, it's not that you have to see it to believe it. It's that you have to believe it to see it, right? And so, uh, you know, the belief unto itself creates the assumption. I believe that this launch is going to be amazing and, and I'm going to have a bunch of people opt in and I'm going to be able to like take this thing and run with it, right? And off we'll go to the races. So I have that solid belief. And that creates the assumption that this is going to happen. There's no way it's not because you have the belief in your core. So that's it. I've done all those steps. Yeah, you've done everything. I want to be clear. Okay. This isn't just a believe it. This is a I've taken all the steps. Oh, okay. So I just can't, I believe I'm going to be a millionaire, but then not do anything, not take the actual steps to make it to be a a millionaire. Well, billionaire, what the hell? We're going to go for it. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) So um, you have to be following your belief with your actions, right? So it's belief is, it's a precursor or a it's not really pretty. It goes along with, right? They're 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 correlated. Belief and commitment are correlated. Your companions on the journey, right? They are. And so, if you believe that something's going to happen, but you don't commit to participating and making it happening, then uh, you know, then it's not likely going to go very far, right? Because your energy needs to be invested in order for your belief to bring to bear, right? I mean, in order for it to connect in, right? So when you've committed, and I've committed, this is what I'm doing. So so for those of you out there who have not heard this, for those of you who are entrepreneurs uh, in, the, in any industry, honestly, uh, but especially in the spiritual world, uh, this piece of advice was the one piece of advice that took me to success from being like constantly in the panic pivot, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm over here. I'm over there. I'm waiting for the universe to tell me what to do. I don't know. I'm I'm lacking clarity, blah, blah, blah. Right. And it is to do one offering to one target market using one platform and one lead magnet for one year. And if you do that, you will be successful. And so this is my one offering that I am focusing on. And I am committing for the year to make this go. Therefore, my belief is there because my belief is there because I've made the commitment. And I know I will make it happen. Come hell or high water, I'm going to make it happen. Okay. So when, so the belief is not just in the outside, but it's also in me, right? I'm believing in myself. When we step into that belief, then we start to assume that things are going to work. High level, you know, shallow level is intention. Deeper level is belief. Deepest level is assumption. Now, here's the thing, okay? At each one of these levels, there are blocks that will get in our way, okay? (laughs) So 
the the intention level usually shows up in the form of, oh, I got distracted halfway through setting my intention and I wandered off. Or, oh, I badly worded this intention and I it came out my head sideways, right? <laughs> or, you know, something like that. Um, the belief level usually comes in the form of, oh, well, you know, nobody's going to buy it. It's not good enough. I'm not good enough. Nobody has any money. Everybody is, you know, everybody's distracted. Nobody has the time. You know, all of these other, like, limiting beliefs that you pull in. And do you guys feel the energy come down as I say those, right? The energy is really compressed down as I've said that, right? But if I go, the right people have the time. The right people have the money. The right people have the intention. The right people, I don't even remember what the other things were that I said now because I'm like, no, nope, I'm not paying attention to them, right? Whatever it was that they were. I'm like, the right people are going to be excited about this. They're going to be excited about it like I am. They're going to they're going to want to come in and and co-create and and like learn how to do things and and expand their horizons and and participate in community and and be part of this new working on the world, right? They're going to want to do that because it's exciting, right? And it, you know, that's the thing. You've got to cancel out all of the limiting beliefs that come in right? All of the limiting beliefs that that rear their heads saying, oh, could no, right? It's it's like Eeyores, right? You can just look, look at them and go, you're an Eeyore. You need to go away now, right? It's like, you know? Um, and now, so that's level two, right? But level three is at the assumption level. Now, this is the trickiest bitch of the crew, right? Because it is it is a big problem because what do we do with assumptions? We don't pay attention to them. They are often at the unconscious level. And, you know, so you're like walking along and, oh, you know, I just expect that the rug will be pulled out from under me at any moment. That's an assumption, right? And if you're not questioning all of your assumptions about life, this is what will bind you up is the assumption level blocks, and this is where things get get funky, right? Because you don't know that you expect the rug to be pulled out from under you unless you're paying attention to that. You know, that's not something that's a conscious thought. That's just a, you know, you're constantly looking over your shoulder, right? It, assumptions are things that you have to watch your behavior and question it when you don't question it right? <laughs> that's, the, that's the hard part. This is, when you're working at assumptive level work, it is super helpful to be working with somebody else, preferably somebody who doesn't have the same assumptions you do, <laughs> because it's, it's like that. So, like, I was on the uh, Holistic Entrepreneurs uh, Facebook group this morning, and there was a woman saying, you know, uh, show me how you would reframe, um, I, I need help to, to bring my offering to the world. Show me how you would reframe that. And people were just answering the question. They were reframing it. And I was like, but do you need to reframe that? Because if you don't know anything about marketing or you don't know anything about business or you suck at copywriting or you know any one of the 50 things it takes to take an offering to the world, you're gonna need help. 
I said, you know, this this does not sound like something that needs reframing. This is this sounds like a trauma response that is I don't want to need anybody. Help me believe that I don't. That that isn't isn't actually valid, right? That, that you you're going to need help, right? <laughs> if you don't know how to do all this stuff like the back of your hand, you're going to need help. I know how to do all this stuff and I still hired a copywriter. Why did I hire the copywriter? Because it kept me on track. Because that way he would be going, I need this from you. I need that from you. I need, and it kept me from procrastinating. And I was like, okay, I'm, I've been procrastinating about this. I'm just going to hire somebody who's going to keep me on track, right? Yeah, yeah accountability partner. Exactly, right? So, you know, I, I know how to do all this stuff, and I still hired somebody to help me, right? And so, I, you know, I was questioning that assumption because the assu- nobody else questioned whether or not it needed to be reframed because nobody else was looking at the assumption, assumption level of the question. And the assumption level of the question was, I should not have to have help to make this happen. And I'm like, that is a bad assumption. You know, that, that is a poor assumption because that, that's invalid, Right. Unless you are an expert at everything, which is highly unlikely if you haven't put your offer out yet, then, you know, you're going to need help. That's just the nature of the beast, right? And the idea that we don't want to have to need help, which, you know, a trauma response, right? <laughs> we, we The reason we go into that, right, is because we needed help when we were children. We asked for it and it didn't happen. And we got disappointed and we decided I'm never asking anybody for anything ever again. I will do it all by myself. Right? And that's what we stuck with. And that's where you get the overly independent person is the, I don't need help from anybody because I'm not going to let anybody let me down. Okay. But, you know, it's a thing, right? And and this is the other piece too, right? I'm just bringing all sorts of stuff in today. I was also having a conversation with somebody and they were telling me that they were having um, challenges trusting themselves about making a decision about joining a program. And, you know, they were like, I've made all these decisions in the past that did not turn out well. And, you know, the the, the material wasn't what I thought it was going to be or the person wasn't who I thought they were going to be and it didn't work out that way. And I said, look, I get it. Because I have been there. I have spent 50 grand in the last two and a half years, probably more than that, um, on coaches and consultants and whatnot who promised the moon and the stars and delivered jack all, right? You are not alone. That does not mean that you have bad decision making. It just means that there's a lot of crappy providers out in the market right now. So that's not on you so much as it is on just the industry right now, right? Okay. So they they were thinking that their picker was off, kind of like after you get out of a you know bad relationship, oh, my, my, I can't pick them, I can't pick them. She was thinking that or she or he, whatever, was thinking that their picker was off. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's possible your picker is off. But when I'm sitting there looking at this person going, wow, this is a great alignment, and they're going, my picker is off, I'm like, mm, I'm not sure it is because you're here and this is a really great alignment. So, you know, maybe it's just that there's like eight terrible providers for every two good ones. And you got to just weed through them because I've talked to countless business owners who are like, yeah, crappy, crappy services out there. Everybody thinks they know what they're doing and nobody does. And 
And they don't, you know, and they're perfectly happy to charge you, you know, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars to give you crap all, right? So, you know, it is not hard to spend way too much money and get no results. I literally paid thirty five hundred dollars not that long ago for a company that presented me with with stuff that was so bad that I wouldn't put it out and that thought that brand colors were just a suggestion and that that didn't have the basic understanding. They delivered a, a web page to me that was all about me and not all about the client. And I'm like, that's marketing 101. How do you not know this, right? You're supposed to be a marketing company. How do you not grasp that? And, you know, I... I actually contested the charge on incompetency <laughs> and did lost. you really I lost. You lost? discover said, Nope, Nope. You know, they delivered what you asked. And I'm like, no, they didn't. They, it took me three times as long to manage them in their incompetency to get me something marginally passable than it would have to just write it myself. That is not delivering a service that is, you know, paying for me to work. Right. It's just, but there's a lot of terrible providers out there. Right. And that's just the nature of the beast. And so, you know, this is the other piece is believing in yourself and reckon, you know, yes, you want to, you want to look at whether or not it's you. Right. Because I've done this. I've done this. I've looked, I'm like, am I, is my picker off? Right. Is my picker off. And my, and, and I will say that sometimes when I'm coming into it in a space of, uh, you know, like, I don't know if I, if I get into this, this lack of clarity space, when I go to pick somebody, that's when I pick the crappy person. Yeah. Cause your are, are your emotions are coming in. So do you find you make your, it's, it's affecting, it's affecting a business decision and you're letting your emotions kind of muddle the waters, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, if you're coming in it from a lack perspective, you're likely going to pull in somebody who's a crappy provider. That's the nature of the beast, right? But, um, you know, that you can usually tell based on how you're feeling about it when you, when you pull the trigger. You're like, oh, they're going to save me, right? If you're in that space, you're in victim mode and you are going to get a crappy provider. That is the nature of it, right? But if you're in a space of, oh, I'm super excited to do this, then you're in an aligned space, right? Those are the differences. So, you know, all of these things are things to keep in mind, right? Now, you know, you can be in, a, you know, quite frankly, a lot of spiritual coaches out there are, and practitioners are in a desperation space because they're just not making enough money or they're having to work a second job in order to make ends meet or a primary job. And this is their second job, right? You know, um, so, you know, that that's going to be uh, an issue, right? But what you have to do is step out of that and be like, okay, I'm going to come into the space where the universe is has my back, right? The universe is taking care of me. It is an abundant universe, and it will deliver to me what I need. And from that space of this is this is fine. I am okay. I am safe. I am taken care of. I am fine. How does this decision feel, right? And if you feel like you know you're you're handing over your power to somebody then, you know, that's probably not your best choice. If you're, you know, there's, so there's a fine line here. There's, I'm going to join, I'm going to, I'm going to 
sign on with a, a teacher who's going to help me, okay, there's a certain amount of faith that you pay, place in that person, right? You have to in order to learn anything. You have to be open to that. Um, but the but it's a, a, I'm going to respect this person. I'm going to take in the information. I'm going to be open to receive what they have to offer, but I'm not going to treat them like the parent who is saving me. That's the differential, okay? You want to stay in adult mode when you make these choices. If you're in your child and asking to be, you know, pampered or saved or, you know, oh, you take care of me and I won't have to take care of myself anymore, then that's not a good place to make a decision from. Does that make sense? So we've kind of gotten off the the intention, belief, and assumption piece, but it's kind of a not. Not. I I thought it, it, it all surrounds it. It really is, right? Because in the assumptive level, if you are still in your child's state looking for someone to take care of you, whether it's in a relationship or in a business deal or in a uh, spiritual uh, teacher scenario or any anything, um, then you're you're going to end up in a situation where you you aren't going to be as happy as you could be in if you had stepped into your adult before making a choice. Right, And you can even make the same choice from your child or from your adult and have it turn out differently because of how you're engaging it. You could hire the same person from your child versus your adult, and you will end up with a better result hiring them from your adult than you would hiring them from your child. Because in the child, you're going to just follow what they tell you to do, and you're not going to give feedback. Whereas in the adult... They're going to tell you, do, do this, and you're going to say, mm, that's not really in alignment with my people. Or, mm, yeah, but that's not my language. We need to change the language on that. You know, because you're still standing in your power in your adult, whereas you've abdicated your power in your child, right? So it, it makes a huge difference what, what energy you're in when you make your decisions. That makes sense because I also um, kind of see it with the uh, – assumption too is I'm not going to assume you're doing everything without holding you accountable having certain key metrics that I'm measuring or you know or the the greatest one well you said a b c d were deliverables I haven't seen these deliverables but yet you're sending me an invoice but yet you haven't fulfilled your contract you know so and, and the child would just say oh just pay him it's coming don't worry I don't want to make him mad do you, do you see? Because I've I've seen that one before. I don't want to upset. Who is working for who? I don't understand this. You know, <laughs> you got the tail wagging a dog. What is wrong with you? You know, but the, the same kind of thing. So is keeping your power yours and not. You may hire said person for said job, but you're not giving your power. You're not letting them run your company. Exactly. Right. So. In the assumptive level, we have to be very careful to pay attention to the limiting assumptions that we have. We talk, people talk about limiting beliefs all the time, but the limiting assumptions are the deadly ones because you just never see them coming. The limiting beliefs will like pop up and go, oh, but, 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 fear, 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 fear. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, worry, worry, dread, dread, right? Limiting beliefs are very loud. They're very loud, right? Limiting assumptions are freaking quiet. They are just there and they will just yank the rug out from under you without even thinking about it. And you will be flat on your face and going, what just happened? Because 
you didn't even know they were there. Yeah. Right? I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're like, what, what, what? Yeah. So that's why it's so important to really go looking for them, actively looking for them when you're going through a process, something like this, right? You know, especially with a big launch like this, this is a whole new initiative. It's, it's a brand new big thing and it's going to bring up new surprises and new things that you're going, you know. So, you know, these are the sorts of things that you really need to go looking for and hopefully ask for help in looking for. Because, as I said, you don't know what you don't know. And other people, it can be much easier for other people to see the assumptions that you're making than it is for you. Like it was with that woman on the internet with the you know, reframe this for me, right? Reframe. It's, yeah. I'm like, no, I don't want to reframe it for you. I'm going to question your assumption. <laughs> you asked for something and I'm going to give you something else. <laughs> but, you know, and then I did reframe it for her in case I was off my nut. But I, but I was like, nope, I, I, I want to question this assumption first because I want to do, do you a service. You've asked for a service and I want to do you a service because I don't think the, the, the reframe is the service that you need. So, but this is the sort of thing, right? Do you, do you also see the assumptions not being uh, addressed even in like partnerships? So like, say if you're in business with someone else and I'm just thinking of all the fraud, oh, they just stole, you know, stole the money and ran and you just assumed that they were doing their part. And that's an, an egregious one. That's a really, you know, extreme one, but, but I see it all the time. I mean, like I had a I had a business partner. We loved each other. We're still friends today to this day, 30 years later. But the friend, the the business partnership ended with him and I screaming at each other because he would make promises that he didn't deliver on. And I am a high integrity person and therefore would need to deliver on the promises that he made. And they were unreasonable promises. And so I was working my ass off trying to deliver on his bullshit promises. And he was looking at me going, what's the problem? You don't have to do it. I'm like, yes, we do. You promised it. (laughs) We do have to do it. You promised it. And, you know, know, I was in my 20s, so it ended up with us screaming at each other. And, uh, And I was just like, okay, we can no longer be business partners because we're about to not be friends anymore. (laughs) because I will never speak to you again because you just, you're not acknowledging the abuse that I am taking because of this, right? Now, his, his thing was, you don't have to follow up on my promises. They were my promises and I, they're mine to, to follow up on or not. And, but I was like, but we're a team. So people assume your promises are mine. And he's like, no. So, you know, we yes, had because that would be the face there, of the company. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But, you know, it, it's, it's this, this whole thing of assumptions. Yes. The assumptions will screw things up. Marriages, marriages have so many unspoken assumptions in them. I mean, my, my first marriage, I figured out after we were getting divorced uh, you know, he was always upset that I wasn't cleaning the house, that I hired a housekeeper. And I was like, I'm working a hundred hours a week. What more do you want from me? I'm like, I'm, he's like, you throw money at problems. I'm like, yeah, because I got no time left to throw at them. Right. And, and he was, 
what he didn't say, what I don't think he was even cognizant of until we were getting a divorce, was that his mother kept the house clean and that that was part of his definition of how he felt loved. And so by outsourcing the cleaning, I was outsourcing something that that I needed to be doing to make him feel loved for him as a husband, right? And so we were we were having completely different conversations around it. And I was going, well, of course I'm going to hire something out that makes less paid per hour than I make. Why would I not do that, right? And he was going, but you, you're, not loving, you're not loving me. You're not cleaning the house to show me you love me. <laughs> but he never said that, right? He was just, you know, you have to do this because it, it wasn't even conscious for him. It was an assumption for him, right? So, you know, and this stuff shows up in marriages all the time right? The assumptive level stuff where, you know, nobody's ever really looked at it. And it's like, it's, you see it all the time. People have been dating for eight years and they get, and they are great together. And then they get married and everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Why does that happen? Because they had all of these unspoken assumptions about what marriage meant that came into play the moment the I do's got exchanged, right? It hadn't been an issue. (laughs) That's it. Because they weren't married, right? It's, it's, it was all tied to the institution of marriage. And so, you know, it's so much in the assumptive level and nobody talks about it. And it's so important, but, but you're not ready to do that work. I mean, I've, I've waited five years to talk about this because you're not ready to t- do the assumptive level work until you've done most of your belief level work, right? And so, you know, because the beliefs will get in the way of the assumptions all day long. So you really have got to do a lot of the belief level work before you really get into the assumptive level stuff. And so that's why you don't hear a lot about it. So, so we're peeling back even more that. of the onion. Yes. Yeah, because I do that. That's how I roll. <laughs> but I can hear that the construction is going to be starting outside of my house any second now. It's going to get very loud. So I think we just need to wrap this episode up before the pounding starts. Absolutely. uh, Yeah. So so very quick Kellyism for the day. Kellyism for the day. Check your assumptions because they will bite you in the ass. (laughs) Check your assumptions. Check your assumptions (laughs) before they bite you in the ass. Yes. Yes. Don't make an ass out of me and you. All right. That's right. And if you want to know more about the Spiritual Coach Certification Program, we'll put the links in the the show notes. So you can check that out. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to scoot on out of here before construction begins. So that's all that we have time for this week, folks. Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules, here with Kelly Smarta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, y'all. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car, I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Wondering where my spirit will I'm driving Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing but you feel like you kind of probably should especially since 
you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.